following show is paid for by Cambridge Automotive. The views and opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily represent those of WOAI and iHeartMedia. Welcome to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. We're located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and you can find us there Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also find us online at CambridgeAuto.com, and you can like us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information to our Facebook page and to our website, so we definitely encourage you to check that out. And we are open during all of this that's going on. So if you need to get your vehicle taken care of, we can do that for you at Cambridge Auto Center. You can come by. We are open to the public. If you prefer, you can give us a call and we can make arrangements to pick your vehicle up and bring it in and get the work done, maintenance, whatever it may be, and then bring it back to you whenever we're done with it. If you would prefer, we also have our uh, shuttle service uh, that we can get your ride back home or to work wherever you might need to go while we're taking care of your vehicle and get you picked up as well. So check us out at CambridgeAuto.com. You can give us a call at the shop. We can get all that arranged for you if you give us a call. And you can do, you can also go online and schedule your appointment and do all that fun stuff, whatever you want to do. Today we are here to help you with questions that you might have about your vehicle. So give us a call, 210-737-1200. Phone lines are open. May not be driving as much as you normally do in the circumstances that we're in right now, but... Uh, you still have car questions, we know, so give us a call, 210-737-1200, and we will do the best that we can to help you out. We're here till 5 o'clock to help you with that, so don't be afraid to give us a call. Yeah, and if that car just sitting in your driveway for a week or so, go ahead and start it once in a Absolutely. Every couple of days. Yes, definitely. That way, when you do need it, it'll work. It'll work. Absolutely, yeah, so... Yeah. As, you know, we were just talking about you're probably not driving as much as you used to with all that's going on, but you do want to make sure you're taking care of your vehicle. There's some small things that you can do just to make sure that it is going to run for you. Uh, like Terry mentioned, just make sure you're getting out and uh, drive, at least starting it once a week. Uh, I'd recommend if you can, if you've got time, you want to get out of the house for a little bit, at least drive it around 20, 30 minutes. Uh, you know, get all the fluids good and moving around, that kind of stuff, uh, definitely going to help it. Uh, Tire pressures, if you're letting it sit, they're going to go down, so you want to make sure that you check your tire pressures if it's been sitting for a while, that kind of stuff. I don't think that it's going to sit long enough that you're going to need to put, you know, fuel stabilizers in it and everything like that, but if you want to, you aren't going to hurt anything by doing that. Yeah, not really necessary nah, right quite yet. Not yet. Not yet. But if you're starting it once a week and doing that kind of stuff, you you won't need those anyway. So, But there are little things that you can do uh, to make sure that your vehicle's going to be there whenever you are on your way back to work, whatever the case may be. So, But those are just a few. So if you have a question, give us a call, 210-737-1200. If you do have a question about maintenance, those are the ones that we like to have to help you with because maintaining your vehicle is going to make sure that it's on the road for you for as long as you want it. You know, you don't have to listen to everybody that says you can only have a vehicle up to a certain mileage. You can have a vehicle for as long as you want it. If it's a vehicle that you love and a vehicle that you want to keep forever, you can have it forever as long as you're doing the maintenance and we can help you with questions that you might have about your maintenance. Maybe you've got something that you're working on and you're just stuck on it or you need a second opinion on it, definitely give us a call, 210-737-1200. Phone lines are open. It's kind of a yucky day out there. It's like just trying to decide if it wants to actually rain or not. You tried a couple times on my way over here. So it's, you know, not ideal driving conditions, but if you want to get out of the house, you can definitely get your vehicle out, go for a ride. You know, so it's the little things like that that you miss sometimes. Like, you, 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 when you're going to work every day, you know, you think like, man, I just, I would, I wish I could just not have to do this on a daily basis. 
and now we can't. And it's like, man, I would give anything to get in my car and be able to drive to my office on Monday, you know, and get out of the house. But it's coming, man. They, I, yeah. Oh, Abbott said what? Friday he's going to open, start opening things back up. Yeah, that's, which is good and definitely something that we need. So, you know, but yeah, now it's like I need to get in the car. I want to go somewhere. I want to do something. Well, you got here today, so I am. I'm here, (laughs) and that's all that matters. So, give us a call. Phone lines are open two one zero seven three seven twelve hundred. Let's go to line one and talk to Dan. Dan, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Hello, Dan. Dan, Mike, you dropped Dan. That's bad on you. Uh (laughs) Dan Dan can call right back, I guess. Dan, you there? Nope. Maybe so. No. We're going to try. We are. No. Nope. Looks like he's Sorry. gone. All right, Dan, if you're listening, we don't know what happened there. Give us a call back. 210-737-1200. And we can help you out. But uh, talking about maintenance, you know, we talk about mileage maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we're actually getting into, even though we're not driving as much, we know that. But we are getting into, you know, kind of spring in San Antonio. It's starting to warm up a little bit. And it's definitely going to be a hot summer. So now's a great time to get your vehicle in to make sure that it's going to be ready for summer. Maybe check the cooling system, uh, getting cooling system flushes, whatever the case may be, uh, checking the AC, uh, getting the AC service, that kind of stuff. So you kind of want to plan ahead for that kind of stuff because you definitely want to make sure that your AC is working when it's 115 degrees outside. Uh, So now's a great time to get your vehicle in, get it checked over for summer weather to make sure everything's going to be good for you. And we can take care of that for you at Cambridge Auto Center if you want us to. And we have the BG products. So whenever you do that cooling system flush using those BG products, your uh, cooling system's going to be covered with the lifetime protection plan based off the mileage of the vehicle, obviously, and things like that. But uh, it gives you a little bit of peace of mind knowing that, hey, I did a service that I needed to do anyway. And let's say something were to happen to the cooling system a couple years down the road, you're going to get help with that. So now's a great time to get your vehicle in to get it checked out for summer. And we can do that for you at Cambridge Auto Center. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Let's try Dan again on line one. Dan, thanks for calling Under the Hood. How can we help you today? Yeah, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, Hope you can hear me. I got a 2003 Toyota 4Runner I'm trying to work on. I was told that the... um, the ABS brake pump was uh, the reason, and it was really diagnosed by somebody who didn't really have diagnostic tools and stuff like that. So they pulled that out, and then it went down to the back rotors and calipers. And long story short, I need to find a, a quality mechanic to make sure that I'm not spending good money after bad. Well, you called the right place. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're already on that track, though. <laughs> What was the vehicle doing that caused you to dig into the brake system like that? Well, that's just as it's really my daughter's been using it. So she said it was a noise. Um, and I looked at some stuff on YouTube that is some kind of like little bit of a screeching noise. But then I understand that there was um, a puddle of um brake fluid that was on the ground that was found but i can't understand i don't know if it was towards the front of the cab or towards the back by the you know by the by the rotors uh the i mean the 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 brakes in the back mm-hmm. so i can't i gotta go back to square one and I, see the thing is I, I i went on ebay motors and i seen the same part it looks i pulled this part it looks pretty new the one that looks pretty new on ebay motors and i just want to make sure i'm attacking the right problem yeah um that's going to be something hard for me to help you out over the radio, of course. But, yeah, if you want to bring it by the shop, I can definitely pinpoint that for you. Were, were you having to add any brake fluid before all that happened or during that process? Um, I don't I don't recall. That's my daughter. No, I don't recall that she had to add, like, it was like a something that had to be addressed. And, you know, every week, you know, add a bottle or so like that, you know, and fill it up. Uh, I wasn't uh I asked her about that, and she said no. Yeah, typically, I mean, those systems are really high uh, pressures, and if you have a leak somewhere, you can deplete a brake master cylinder within probably 10 pedal pumps. So if you actually did have a brake uh, fluid leak, it would leak um, pretty severely. So, um, But, yeah, as far as 
you know, the noise or whatever you're experiencing there. Again, if you if you want to bring it by, I can look at it for you, and we can uh, figure it out and get you going in the right direction. Hey, where y'all located? We're we're on uh, Fredericksburg, right across the street from USAA, right between uh, Hebner and Wurzbach. Wurzbach. Oh, Hebner and Wurzbach. I'm sorry, I just didn't catch y'all's name. Cambridge Auto Center, sorry. Cambridge Auto Center? Yes, sir. Cambridge, okay. Well, I appreciate y'all taking my call. I'm something I got to get uh, get on before everything starts opening up and everybody, you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and we're open. So if you want to bring it by and drop it off with us Monday or just swing by and let us take a quick peek at it, uh, kind of get it going in the right direction with it. But, yeah, you definitely want to get it pinpointed instead of just going after everything. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's um it's in pieces, so that part's out. So I actually, it's inoperable. It'd have to be towed, but I I, I um I do need to get it addressed. Yeah, we we, we have towing as well. So if you want to just give us a call at the shop uh, Monday morning, uh, any of the service advisors answer the phone. They'll actually can arrange all the towing for you, get it to the shop, take care of everything. So they'll just yeah, need a little information good. from you. Okay, evening at Wurzbach, Cambridge Auto Center. I appreciate you guys. Yes, sir, Dan. Thanks for the phone call. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. If you have a question about your vehicle, give us a call. And Dan brings up a good point. You know, we have all have somebody that, you know, we tend to go to when we have particular problems with certain things and including our vehicles. There might be someone that you know that uh, you, you can, you know, that works on a vehicle it does that kind of stuff and we talk about it all the time there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if you've got somebody that you want to take your vehicle to that you know you may be able to save a few bucks or whatever you know there's definitely a lot that that person can do for you but at the same time there's a lot of stuff on your vehicle that requires a specific type of equipment to be able to actually figure out what is going on with it. Yeah, this ain't the old days where you just grab no. a standard set of tools and start uh, working yeah. on a car. It and, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you can kind of think about, you know, how computers have advanced from the, over the last 20 years up until now, you can think of the same thing with a vehicle. You know, whenever, you know, computers are advancing, those computers, those that same type of technology is being put into vehicles to have operate certain areas of the vehicle and have it do certain things. You know, in the past, you'd have one main computer that would pretty much control everything. Now you've got a computer that does that. Then you've got another computer that does this for the brakes, another computer that does this for the throttle, another computer that does this for everything, auxiliary, all kinds of stuff like that. Transmission, windows, yeah. sunroof, so, <laughs> everybody's got their own yeah, computer. Definitely, you know, you know, what we're trying to get at is, you know, you can spend a lot of money on a lot of unnecessary stuff on a vehicle because you don't have the proper stuff to look at it and things like that. And we're by any, by no means are we trying to knock anybody or trying to say anything like, you know, that they're not qualified or anything like that. Um, but Dan's a good example and, you know, trying to get to, you know, the p bottom of a problem and we're ending up, you know, and he's ending up having to take all the stuff off and he's doing all this. And, you know, it's hard to say what was actually necessary, necessary for him to do. And a lot of times we see stuff like that where, you know, vehicles have come in, they're all torn apart, they thought it was this, and we look at it and it's like this. Right. Completely opposite, or it's a small component of the larger components that they took apart to or try a, to fix the problem. Or a simple upgrade to a module or reprogram yes. too. That's and the craziest thing nowadays. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is, is, you know, with these computers, just like any other computer, you get a, you know, pop-up on your computer whenever you need to make an update. Your vehicle's not necessarily going to do that for you, but it's going to throw hints at you, and it's going to do funny stuff, and there's a lot of stuff that like that that can be done with just a computer update, uh, modules being updated, that kind of stuff. And, you know, we do all of that stuff at the shop, so, you know, if you want to need stuff like that we can do it especially you know dodges fords all that kind of stuff we have got all of the factory equipment that we can look into that stuff for you so definitely an alternative if you don't want to take it to the dealer uh we can definitely look at it for you 
at Cambridge Auto Center. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Give us a call if you have a question about your vehicle, whether it's about maintenance or repair, we can help you out. So definitely give us a call. We had a caller call, I think it was a week or two ago, on a high-end day that had an issue with the charging system. And yes. he had it at a dealer, and then another dealer, and then another independent. No one could figure it out. And anyway, we talked him into leaving the car with us for a few days. Well, it's actually been there for, I guess, a week or longer. Um, actually, longer. I think it was like two weeks now. But anyway, yeah, the main reason why we kept it so long is so we can verify and make sure the repair was corrected. Um, but what we found on that, so if you have any high-end day issues out there with starting or batteries not charging up or charging system issues, and you put a new alternator on it and charging light's still on, um, for whatever reason, Hyundai decided to put the ground straps from the, the, the engine block and the transmission block where they ground both of those, they were using black anodized bolts. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a good ground through anodized no. bolts. I mean, they look neat, but they're not going to, you don't get much ground. So, anyway, we took that apart and uh, replaced those two bolts with just standard, you know, regular steel bolts and um, cleaned up the grounds and everything and uh, problem solved. So, yep. And uh, again, we, we uh, fixed the car last week, called the customer. He's like, you know what? It's a second car, not using it. Keep it for another week, let it sit. If it uh, starts up on you, I'll come pick it up Monday. Well, it's been starting just fine. No, no battery draw, charging yep. system working like it's supposed to. So. Yeah, and, that, and, and that. But back to your point though. But that's the simplest thing to where somebody could have went and spent seven or eight hundred dollars on an alternator for that vehicle and had the same exact problem. Yeah. So, and we actually. Properly diagnosed it, a couple hundred bucks. He's down the road. He's fixed, good to go. So, yeah, and you know, on top of that is an electrical problem, and th- those electrical problems can be really hard to track down. And uh, it, for us, really, it was just a matter of we had to spend a lot of time on it. We did, but don't we go ahead and just simple back to basics? Exactly. Don't overthink it. You know, okay, fine. You know, check your grounds, yeah. check your connections, check you know. Check how many amps the alternator's putting out. We started seeing that fluctuating. Well, actually, we started there. But when we started seeing that fluctuating, then we started realizing that, okay, let's add an extra ground to the from the battery to the engine. All of a sudden, the fluctuation went away. So now we knew we had a ground issue. So yeah, that's how we kind of pinpointed that one. So to piggyback on the fact that vehicles are a lot more advanced than they used to be. Very much so. You jump right into the same thing that they actually still have a lot of the simple stuff that yep. all the older vehicles had. So it's a combination of both. And you got to know really how to take care of both of them in order to properly diagnose some of these issues. Uh, to be able to get in and to actually read the code properly. We get calls all the time of, you know, people, oh, I'm a check engine light came on. I took it over to the box store and they scanned it for me. And it's this code and they told me I need to buy that. Well, the thing is with code, it's not going to actually come out and tell you, hey, go buy something. No. So whenever you get, just keep that in mind when you do have that type of situation, check engine light comes on, you get it scanned. Not all the codes are going to be as cut and dry as, okay, you need to go buy this and that's going to fix your problem. Some of them will point you in that direction. Some of them will tell you that this code is being caused by this, but there's a lot of stuff in between where that code's being picked up and where that problem's at that you have to look at as well. Yeah, it's like a whole test procedure. It's called pinpoint diagnostics. So, you know, if you have a, I don't know, a camshaft actuator or something, you actually have to ohm it out if it matches the correct ohms. And you got to check for voltage and ground and back probe PCM. And there's a lot to it to find out if it's a wiring problem, a connection problem, even it, it could say it's a bad camshaft actuator and you're two quarts low on oil and there's not enough oil for it to function properly. So therefore you end up putting a part on when all you actually need to do is add oil or change the oil in your car. Absolutely. And we've seen that quite often too. Yeah. So, so definitely if you, you know, have an issue like that or have something like that, you know, make sure that you're taking it to someone that can properly diagnose it, uh, you know, 
obviously we have a shop, so we would prefer you come to us, but we're not saying that you have to do that. Just make sure that you're getting it looked at by someone that knows what they're doing and where to look and that kind of stuff. And there's tons of people out there that can still work on a car and still be able to take care of it for you. So, But phone lines are open. Give us a call, 210-737-1200. We can help you with your vehicle questions. If you do have a question for maintenance or repair, anything like that, maybe you're working on something, maybe you've been in a situation like that with Dan that you're kind of at your wit's end. You don't know what's going on, and uh, you're kind of tired of throwing things at it, and you need to maybe get a second set of ears on it. Let you know, let us help you out with that if we can. 210-737-1200. Phone lines are open if you want to give us a call. We can help you out. That's funny you should mention second set of ears. <laughs> I had a guy call me um, yesterday. He had a Dodge Dakota and been running fine, low mileage, and he let a friend borrow it, brought it back, drove it to the store, started missing real bad, and he's been chasing a misfire on this thing for a couple days. Um, every time he shut it off, he clear. He had a little code reader. He'd clear it, start it back up, misfire jumped to a different cylinder, so he didn't know where to go. And anyway, I asked him, I said, well, when was the last time it had gas put in it? And he's like, oh, man, I didn't even think of that. He's like, my friend filled it up for me but when he brought it back. And I'm like, well, do a fuel sample. If you got bad fuel somehow um, with as low as mileage it's on your vehicle, I really rather doubt it's anything tune-up related or mechanical related. It's probably fuel because that would make sense why it would jump around. Your miss. And um, so anyway, yeah, he looked into that and he was like, yeah, it ended up looking like he had some water in the tank. So, oh, wow. again, it's just an extra like somebody could step back a little bit and look at the problem in a different perspective sometimes can fix it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Phone lines are open to 1-0-7-3-7-1200. I think we got time to go to the phones before we go to break. So let's go to Michael on line one. Michael, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Um, I've got a 99 Toyota Tacoma V6 4x4, and my question is, does that one have a cabin filter that needs to be replaced? 99 Tacoma? Yes, sir. I believe so, actually. I, I'm pretty sure that one. I mean, majority of the Toyotas around that time all had cabin air filters, so I'm pretty sure that one does. Any of your local parts stores where you would pick up any of your parts that you normally buy from uh if you go in and ask for one and they sell you one then chances are it's got one if that makes okay. sense but yeah they, they should have a cabin air filter in that vehicle okay I'll, I'll go check and see thank you yeah and they're real easy it's right behind the glove box just pop the glove box down and it's right there so pretty simple all right thanks you're welcome all right michael thanks for the phone call phone lines are open 210-737-1200 if you have a question, give us a call. Do we have time before we go into break? We got one minute. Let's try it. Let's see if we have to. We'll put him on hold and finish up. Trace online too. Trace, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Yeah, how are you guys doing today? I've got a '03 GMC Sierra with a 5.3 flex fuel in it. Okay. That for a while was throwing a misfire code, and then it. Jumped from a misfire to a P0101, the mass airflow sensor. Okay. And it's just a constant roaming code. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it all has to do with either misfire or mass airflow or uh, catalytic efficiency on banks one and two. Hmm. How many miles are on that vehicle? It has 257,000. Okay. As far as your cat codes, if you don't have any, um, check both exhaust manifolds. Those things are real common to break bolts at the exhaust manifolds. Right. If if you don't have any leaks before the catalytic converters, you need a catalytic converter, especially that kind of mileage on it. Um, okay. The the one zero one mass airflow sensor code, if it's clean and you've already tried to clean it first and um, you, you don't have a bunch of debris or something weird floating around in there touching the wires together. Um, you're yeah, going to need clean. to go ahead and replace it. Uh, um, so I, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. Yeah. What about the misfires? I was, got new I, plugs in it. Yeah, I would deal with the mass airflow. airflow sensor first because if it gets the wrong okay. readings on the mass airflow, you'll get lean misfires. So. Okay. Okay. All right, yeah, Trace. I appreciate it. Yes, okay. sir. Thank you for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. We have to take a break for the news. Mary, Danny, Paul. 
And the other guys, if you can hold for us, we're going to get to you guys as soon as we get back. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller. This is Under the Hood on News Radio 1200 WOAI. Welcome back to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. We're located in 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and you can find us there Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also find us online at CambridgeAuto.com, and you can like us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information to our website and to our Facebook page, so we definitely want you to check those out. And we are open, so if you need to bring your vehicle in to get it uh, maintenance service done or if you have something going on and need to drop it off with us, we can definitely take care of it for you while all of this is going on. We also do um, have a shuttle service. We can pick you, uh, take you back home or to work when you drop your vehicle off. And if you would prefer uh, us to come pick up your vehicle, we can do that for you as well. Just give us a call and we can get that arranged and get you taken care of in that regard as well. Uh, we do have the BG products that you just heard about. So if you have a vehicle that's uh, within the mileage range of, to get on the lifetime protection plan and want to do your services that you're going to be paying for anyway, you can do the BG services and you can get onto the lifetime protection plan that they provide. We do all ha- do have all of those services at Cambridge Auto Center, and we also have a lot of those products over the counter. So if you want to do some of that stuff yourself and use the BG products, we have those available for you as well. You can find out more at CambridgeAuto.com. And again, like us on Facebook. Today, we're here to help you with questions that you might have about your vehicle. So give us a call, 210-737-1200. Phone lines are open. We're here here till 5 o'clock to help you out. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Danny on line 3. Danny, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Yeah, um, I've got a uh, 2013 uh, Volkswagen Passat GDI. And um, it's got the engine light on. And when I plugged in the um, the uh, uh, code reader, it gave me a air intake sensor um, was reading wrong and uh, a P0026. I think that's the uh, um, camshaft oil position. I was just wondering if the, uh, if the first one is probably the problem for the second one. Hmm. The, the camshaft one... Um First, first thing you do on that code is check the oil level. I don't know if you've done that already, but if it's low yeah. on oil, it'll actually cause that code. No, it it, it has plenty of oil in it. Okay. Um, the other code with the air temp sensor, um, that you just can make sure it's plugged in. Those those uh, there's actually some TSBs for the the pigtail, the actual connector that goes to it. It, the harness gets kind of put in a bind, and the actual wire will break on that um, pigtail. So just make sure it's plugged in all the way. Make sure that the the wiring looks correct. It doesn't look like it's got any type of um, uh, break in the wire, which is usually like a ninety degree angle or something where the wire looks kind of funny. Um, okay. Yeah. As far as that other code, um, if you want to give me a call at the shop on Monday, I could do a little more research for you. But yeah, that's the first thing we always check is oil level. Make sure that's full. I mean, have you had the oil change recently or at all? No, it's it's been probably about three thousand miles on it, and okay. it's uh, supposed to go for about ten. Is what it says. I mean, I don't let it go that long. Right. Um. I mean, I, I've also seen that code set with the with because those have a cartridge style filter on them, and if you don't put the proper O ring at the bottom of of the filter, um, that'll actually set that code too because it'll actually um, mess with the oil pressure as far as the engine goes. So, how long has that code okay. been in there? Um, I guess about two weeks now. Two weeks, so okay, so you had plenty of time. Uh, I'd kind of rule out the oil filter then because that usually happens right away. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, give me a call at the shop on Monday. I'll do a little more research on that code for you if the oil level's full. Um, that other one's more than likely just a bad pig, pigtail on the end of the, uh, the sensor. Okay, cool. So it's, uh, all right, uh, Cambridge Auto. I'll give you a call. Sounds great. All right, Danny. I, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open. 210-737-1200. If you have a question about your vehicle, give us a call. Let's go to Paul on line four. Paul, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Good afternoon, gentlemen. I've got a 97 uh, 7.3 liter diesel. 
Uh, a little more than a week ago, I changed the fuel bowl assembly out, um, hoses, etc., and uh, everything was fine. Put it all back together, ran great. Um, recently, in the last day or two, I put in a fuel pump, and initially, it I couldn't start it. It felt like you know it acted like there was air in the lines, etc. And little by little, I came to the realization that you have to pause and wait before you crank it even just a couple of seconds and it'll fire up and and it kind of triggered my memory that when i bought the truck new back in 97 i think it did that but somewhere along the way with the old pump and everything it was just firing up immediately when you turn the the crank as long as the engine was warm or the ambient temperature was warm uh, it would fire right up anyway i figured that out i'm pretty sure that now you are supposed to wait just a couple of seconds before you crank it and everything's fine. It fires right up. However, the check engine light is, is remaining on and won't go off. Have you had, have you had the check engine light scanned at all? No, no. Okay. Um, you, you, you're probably going to need to do that first, but if you're having an extended crank, especially on cold startup, you might have something like a glow plug circuit or something left open or the actual glow plug relay. Um, but yeah, the, the first step's going to be have that check engine light scan for the code. Um, and then, you know, if you can get, I don't know, we got that time, but if you, if you were able to get the code today and call back, I mean, I could definitely help you, uh, either that, or if you want to give me a call at the shop on Monday, uh, with the code, um, I can help you a little further there. Okay. So. Great. Thanks for your help. You're welcome. All right, Paul, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. If you have a question for us, give us a call. Let's go to Robert on line five. Robert, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, sir. I've got a 2003 Chevy uh, S10, and uh, I'm getting a, a P0300 random misfire. Mm-hmm. I've changed out the plugs, put in new plugs, new plug wires, new distributor cap, new rotor and I'm still having the same issue. How'd those plugs look when you pulled them out? Are they really carbon they, fouled, uh, looked, black? Uh, yeah, mostly, uh, most of them were fouled. I had a couple that were almost looked kind of like a brownish. Uh, okay. They didn't look too bad, but a couple of them smelled. I could smell gas on Gas, okay. That's why I was asking that question. Um, chances are, um, if, if it's a random misfire, um, that's the the 4.3 liter uh, yes, Vortec. Sir. Okay, okay, same engine. Um, if it's a random misfire, what happens on those quite often is where the fuel lines go inside. Uh, that thing has a centralized fuel injector, which is called a spider injector. It's got six little legs come off of it. Well, you have two fuel lines, a pressure line and a return line, um, that go through the intake manifold to hit the injector in, in the middle of the intake manifold. Well, a lot of times what happens are those, um, the plastic fuel lines will actually rupture. And then what you're doing is you're filling up the intake manifold with straight fuel. And that'll cause it to run real bad. It'll cause it to blow black smoke. Um, and then when you go, of course, you do tune up on it. Uh, you pull the plugs out and a lot of them will have um, fuel on them because it's too much to burn off. So... So on the uh, t- the top of the intake manifold, it's it's kind of like a plastic shroud yep. mm-hmm. where the injectors go in through. Correct. Uh, or they're underneath in there, and you're saying that those two fuel lines, they look like they're metal on the truck. They are, up to where they go into the manifold. But when you pull that gotcha. top cover off to where uh-huh. you would actually get to the spider injector, uh-huh. you look inside of that, and those fuel lines are plastic at that point. Gotcha. So usually one of those rupture. Okay. Well, that makes real sense, real good sense. The only other thing I would check while you were there, and this will probably happen regardless, is um, even if it is an issue with the fuel and the lines um, are ruptured and you're you're spraying fuel inside the engine, when you're done with that repair, always pull the EGR valve off. It's right there behind the upper radiator hose, two bolts, real easy to get to. And make sure there's no carbon stuck in it. When you're, you have all that um, fuel at the top part of that motor, you're going to get carbon buildup over a period of time. Well, now you have gas, wet gas, breaking all that carbon up, and uh-huh. it'll, it'll co- uh, collect inside the EGR valve. And that'll also cause misfires. It'll cause uh, lean running conditions. Uh, like you know, So check uh, that as have, well. This is a car that's been sitting idle for a long time or a truck. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I replaced a couple of vacuum hoses. And uh, I was before that, I was getting uh, too rich a fuel mixture, mm-hmm. uh, bank one, and then I also had the one for bank two. And when I replaced those vacuum hoses, uh, that just went away. Okay. So that's not an issue anymore. But okay, well, you pointed me in a direction I can pursue. Hope that helps. Thanks. All right, Robert. Thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Uh, Jason and Dan, if you can hold for it, we're going to take a quick break. But if you want to give us a call during the break, we'll get, we, we'll, we will get with you uh, if you want to give us a call. 210-737-1200. Phone lines are open. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller. We are from Cambridge Auto Center, and you are listening to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. Welcome back to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. We're located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road. That's between Wurzbach and Hebner right across from USAA. You can also find us online at CambridgeAuto.com, and you can like us on Facebook. We are open right now, so we are Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., we provide a shuttle service. And we also can pick up your vehicle if you would prefer to do that. Just call us at the shop to make arrangements, and we can do that for you. You can also do that at our website, CambridgeAuto.com. Today, we're here to help you with questions that you might have about your vehicle. Phone lines are, well, they're full, but uh, keep trying. 210-737-1200. We're going to get through these phone calls. So just give us a call here, and uh, we can get with you. Let's go to Jason on line one. Jason, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? What's going on, gentlemen? I got a question. I got a 2017 Ford F-150. Um, I have this. Uh, I have a on my screen here, where the you know my touch screen inside the truck. I mm-hmm. keep getting this box that comes that comes up. It says the USB device requires too much power. Please remove. Nothing's plugged in, and it keeps coming on, and it'll yep. like it'll go away and then come back on, and it'll go away, and it's, but it drives me nuts. There's an update for that. It, it, oh, there is man, those things have so many modules and stuff in it. Um, they're just like a cell phone. Every now and then, you got to run a module update. Um, right. Yeah, so you're going to need to take it somewhere that has a uh, IDS scan tool dealer. Okay. Uh, we carry them. Um, I don't know of too many other shops that might have that. But, yeah, you hook it up to yeah. a scan tool, and you just go through and update all the modules in it, and that problem goes away. Oh, crummy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, second question. Also, it's, it is pushing out a little bit of blue smoke, and uh, I don't know. It's my work truck, and you know, it, it does have a hundred thousand miles on it. It's only a 2017. I didn't know if there's some kind of additive I can use. Is that EcoBoost? Yeah. 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 You're, you're about to you're about to eat a turbo. Oh, yeah. One of the turbos is going bad. They're real common. So. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It, but All the right. bad thing is, don't wait too long because one of those comes apart. You actually suck some of that turbo into the engine, and it's a mess. You'll end up needing to buy a motor. So oh, get it looked yeah, at right know. away. Yeah. All right, sir. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. All right, Jason. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Dan online too. Dan, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Yeah, I have a ninety-eight um fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And I need to change the light bulb or the turn indicator bulb in the rear, the taillights. Mm-hmm. And I know how to take the lamp off. It's got two screws. But once I get the lamp loose, there's something else holding it that I can't can't get it out. There, there's actually a computer board on the back of that um, taillight assembly. It should be held on with, um, I believe that one actually snaps in. There should be some tabs on the side of it. You squeeze that, and that whole board's going to come off of it where the connector plugs into it. Yeah, but I can't even get the lamp out of the the, the holding. Oh, I can't. Oh, so you, you, you're getting to the bulb, right? You can grab the bulb, but it won't pull out? The, no, no, the, no, the, the assembly's whole, not coming the away assembly. from the bed. Oh, okay, yeah. But you just got to pull on it. Yeah. yeah. You it's, drop the tailgate. Well, there's something. two screws. You take the two screws out. There's two other push pin tabs that lock in on the on the, the truck bedside. You just have to pop that out. Uh, there's nothing else holding it. So. Oh, because definitely, like say, when the, the whole assembly is loose, I try to lift it out of there, and it's hitting something 
pretty solid, though. Yeah, you just got to get a little jiggy with it, kind of shake it around a little bit. It'll come out. So, okay, so it's only held in with two screws. That's it. So, yep. Yeah. Okay, well, that's I've got the lamp loose or the whole assembly loose, but it just won't. Like I say, I can't lift it out of there because I try to pull it out and it hits something. Right. Just, you know, fairly solid. Grab it firmly and pull it towards you if you're standing at the back of the truck. So pull it directly towards you. Straight. Straight, straight back. back. Yep. And it'll pop out. Okay. Very okay. good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Dan, thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Chris on line three. Chris, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Got a 2016 Silverado 1500. Got that 4.3 uh, V6 in it. Mm-hmm. And I've got the same problem one of your previous callers had. It was just a newer engine. Uh, uh, it just happened this morning. Got a, a bad miss. I ran a scan. Misfire on cylinder three. So far, I've replaced the coil, the the wire, and the spark plug. And it's still misfiring, and it's got a lot of... Uh, bluish white smoke coming out bluish okay um your next step is going to be pull the spark plug back out and do a compression test on that hole chances are you have a broken valve spring which doesn't mean you got to replace the motor it sounds worse than it really is um if it is a broken valve spring what you do you, you have to take the valve cover off and there's a special tools you use to collapse a spring and change uh, change the spring out while it's still while the head's still on the car you don't have to disassemble much so it's not a real big job but um if you have a compression gauge hook it up and there should be a little button on it to release pressure if you actually hold that pressure down and start the truck you should see that gauge move quite a bit up to like 90 every time it comes um to compression stroke if it's barely moving, you got a spring that's not uh, a valve that's not opening up all the way. Okay, so. all right. Yeah, that's going to be your next step. So, okay, and so nothing to do with that spider injector. No, typically not a spider injector. Um, one too new of a vehicle, and uh, the other is we're seeing quite a few of those valve springs break on those engines. So I've already run into that several times. That's kind of why I'm leaning towards that way. Awesome. And then one other thing, uh, we replaced the airbag on this. It had a little fender bender, and the service airbag light is on the center console. Mm-hmm. And I think it needs a soft reset. Do you have the tools in your shop to reset that? I do, and I have the tools to diagnose it. Uh, it's probably where you need to go first. Um, typically, every key cycle is a reset. Um, there's not really much to – if the airbag was deployed, it's not just an airbag. You usually have the airbag module that gets fried right behind right. it. I replaced – Right. I've had both seatbelts repaired and the module repaired. Okay. Yeah, if, it, if so it's I just a, my... if it's a reset or whatever, we do have the tools to do that. And, right. that. and that would actually include a diagnostic, too. So if we get in there, like, well, it won't reset, and this is the reason why, we'd tell you. So That'd be great. I'll the, call you Monday, then. Cool. The, the one last thing, and I hope the previous caller is listening as well, uh, the easiest way to double-check if you have a bad spider injector is a fuel pressure test. Get your fuel pressure up. Shut the key off and let it sit a few minutes. If that fuel pressure away, it's leaking internally into the intake and you have a fuel pressure issue. So, but I almost guarantee you're stuck. Like I do not. Is. No, I do not. Okay. 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 Very good. Thank All you. Right. All right, Chris. Thanks for the phone call. We've got to take a break for the news. Bubba, Stacio, Allen, and Mary, if you can hold for us, we're going to get to you guys as soon as we get back. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller. We're from Cambridge Auto Center. And you're listening to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. And welcome back to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. We're located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road. You can find us there Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can also find us online at CambridgeAuto.com, and you can like us on Facebook. We are open, so if you need to bring your vehicle in for maintenance or repair, while all of, all of this stuff is going on, we can take care of it. For you, uh, we do have a shuttle service. If you want to drop the vehicle off with us, we can also pick up the vehicle and bring it in and get it taken care of and deliver it back to you. So whatever you would like to do, you can call us if you want to make those arrangements at the shop, and we can definitely do that for you. 
Today, we're here to help with questions that you might have about your vehicle. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Stasio on line four. Stasio, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, thank you for taking my call. I'm, I'm at the, I have a 2017 Ford 150 3.5 engine, not an EcoBoost. And um, it's time for me to get close to getting the spark plugs replaced mm-hmm. and maybe possible wiring. My question is, uh, do I have to get another gasket for that big cover or whatever that module, the big old hood thing on the top of the engine? Yeah, the plenum. Yes, always replace that gasket. They're they're fa- they're fairly cheap. Yeah. Now, how intense is this to replace those spark plugs? Uh, do I have to take it into the shop, or is that something I could do? I'm pretty handy with tools. Um, and if, if you're handy with your tools, I mean, it's, it's not that hard of a job. I mean, I wouldn't say it needs a master mechanic to do something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it'll probably take about an hour and a half, two hours, about all. Okay. All right. Yeah, I got those spark plugs and everything. I think I got quotes uh, close to $500 to do it. Uh, so it's kind of expensive, and, and I know it's going to be expensive anyway with the uh, spark plugs uh, when I order them. Yeah. Those, but uh, uh, try to cut down the labor. Yeah, whatever you do, make sure you use motorcraft parts. Um, you get, you'll get another 100,000 miles out of them. If you start putting anything, like when some of the box stores will recommend you put Bosch platinum plugs or whatever else. Stick with the OE original stuff. I mean, you already saw what you got right. mileage-wise. Go back with Motocraft. Yeah, and I also want to thank you for the recommendation of cleaning. Uh, I called you about a couple weeks ago, or maybe a little longer, uh, and you had uh, had a, a, a problem with my gas mileage getting around 15 to 16 when it was getting almost 20. Yep, I remember after cleaning that uh After using the carburetor cleaner and cleaning out that little uh, valve, intake valve. Mm-hmm. And making sure all that goop's gone, I got I'm back up to 19 again, which is fantastic. Awesome. You know, so that was a good, good, good handy uh, point that you gave gave out to me. Thank you. Man. Anyway, I'll try that. And if not, I I know where you guys are at. You've done some work for me before, so uh, it's something like I feel like I can't get to. I'll bring it by. All right, that sounds great. All right, thanks, awesome. sir. Thank all you. Right. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, it's good Did to it. get a call back every now and then. Say, hey, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and once you get that tune up, you're probably going to get a couple of more miles to oh, gallon. Oh, sure. Yeah. But like I said last week, right now everybody's getting three weeks to the gallon. So that's pretty good stuff. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Let's go to Alan on line five. Alan, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a 1999 Dodge 2500 has a gas engine, 96,000 miles on it, and uh, my overdrive light came on. Is not really wanting to work. Uh, I don't have a check engine light. I can get it to go in gear, but it's pretty hard and it doesn't want to go very far. Uh, I haven't done anything yet. This just happened the other day. If I'm calling to see maybe where should I start at? I mean, first things first, check transmission fluid. You know, make sure uh, it's full. Um, That's first thing. And then check the condition of it. Get you a white piece of paper, you know, napkin or something, wipe it on there. Um, if it's brown in color, um, at a hundred thousand, you said you had 96 on it now. Yes. Someone has 96,000. Okay. Um, if it's brown or burnt smelling, um, yeah, then you probably have internal transmission issues. If if it's just brown and doesn't smell burnt, then it's probably time for a service. So that would be time to drop the pan, inspect everything. If you find material, metal, anything like that in the bottom of the pan, it's gonna be uh-huh. t- it's gonna be internal as well. So, th- okay, those are gonna are be you, your steps. Are you, are you familiar with many problems with those? those um, those? yeah, I mean, typically they're pretty good units. Um, you know, they do have some valve body issues with them. Um, you know, so not not too many issues. So okay. They're a decent transmission, but yet at 100,000 miles, if you haven't had it serviced yet, um, that's probably where you're going to want to start off. Make sure you don't have any leaks and the fluid's low. That will definitely cause a problem as well. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good weekend. All right. You too. All right, Alan. Thanks. You too. Let's go to Mary on line six. Mary, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Yes. I have a 2014 Ford Focus. 
And it's about a uh, side marker bulb. I think that's it. It's a little tiny yellow bulb mm-hmm. in the front mm-hmm. headlights. Well, is that? A, do you have to take the whole assembly out to replace it? Because according to my little book manual, it's showing the assembly, but it didn't show that you had to take the whole assembly out. And that's what the uh, mechanic told me. Um. I would actually have, I mean, all your makes and models of vehicles are different the way they d- assemble them and where you have to disassemble stuff. And believe it or not, some of those Fords, you do, you have to pull the whole front bumper assembly off and everything just to change one little light bulb. So I wouldn't surprise me if that is the case. Um, but if you'd like to call me at the shop on Monday, I could do a little more research and let you know for sure what it takes to do that job. Um, because, yeah, they quoted like, 30 minutes or more, and that's like 60 $80. I don't know how much. I, it sounded outrageous, but... Actually, but that's pretty that reasonable. Mechanic and another one said it wouldn't take that long, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean... So I, I just call you and ask you what you would charge, because it doesn't seem like it would be that big a long-time job. I don't know. Yeah, typically, I mean, a half hour worth of labor at a shop, you know, even our shop's over 60 bucks, so... You know, most shop labor rates are, you know, up there. But, yeah, if it's fairly easy to do, I mean, we definitely wouldn't charge you a full half hour to do that. Um, But, yeah, if you'd like to call me on the shop on Monday, I can, um, you know, do some research for you and find out what it takes to do that job. Okay, thank you. Bye. You're welcome. All right, Mary, thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. You want to give us a call? Let's go to Bubba on line one. Bubba, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. My son's got a 2010 Mazda, and he was going to run an iron wall ago, and he having a hard time putting it. I mean, when he put it in gear, it'd make a knocking noise. The engine light came on, and the TA, transaxle. What kind and of what Mazda? That, I mean, what consists of that? What kind of Mazda? It's a 2010 Mazda. The model. I can't Mazda three. three, Mazda three, Mazda three. Hmm. And you said when you put it into gear, it it, it made make... a loud a knocking noise. It was hard to go into gear. Hmm. And as and I... he said, once he drove it and he let off on the gas, it decelerated real quick. Hmm. But the T eight code came up as the transaxle. Hmm. How many miles are on that vehicle? One hundred and fifty-three thousand, or AT, AT, excuse me, AT, not the TA. Okay. Um, I'm a transmit. Well, first thing with that, check the fluid again. Um, make sure it's full. I mean, you've got that kind of mileage on the car. If that transmission's never been a service or anything like that, you might have some internal faults if it's setting codes. So. That that might mean that might be one that you need to get into a shop and actually have put on a scan tool and actually figure out why it's why it's doing that. I'm doing it, yeah. Yeah, but the first things first, check the transmission fluid level, make sure it's full. If it's low, I mean, start off with topping it off, see if it goes away. If it does, then you want to take it in somewhere and at least have it serviced if it's been a while. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, we appreciate taking the call, sir. Okay, appreciate right. you listening. Thanks, Bubba. Thanks for the phone call. Phone lines are open, 210-737-1200. We do have to take a quick break, so Carlos and Roger, if you can hold for us. We're going to get to you as soon as we get back. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller. We are from Cambridge Auto Center, and you're listening to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. Welcome back to Under the Hood right here on News Radio 1200 WOAI. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller, and we are from Cambridge Auto Center. We're located at 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and you can find us there Monday through Friday from 7 a. I'm sorry, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. We did cut our hours a little bit with everything that's going on, but we are open. So if you do need to bring your vehicle in, uh, get it serviced, uh, maintenance, or if you have something going on that we need to diagnose or check into for you, we can do that for you. We also have a shuttle service, so you can drop it off and we can get you back home. And we also can pick up and deliver your vehicle if you would prefer. So you can give us a call at the shop and we can arrange all of that for you. 
Um, but we are here and open to take care of your vehicle. So just check us out at CambridgeAuto.com, and you can like us on Facebook as well. And today we're here to help you with questions that you might have about your vehicle. So we've got a few minutes left if you want to give us a call with a quick question, 210-737-1200. Let's go to Carlos on line two. Carlos, thank you for calling Under the Hood. How can we help you today? Yes, sir. Uh, I have a 2002 IS300 Lexus. Um, probably about a month ago, it started running real rough and hardly no power. So I got the uh, wires, new wires, new plugs, new initial coils, put a new v, VT solenoid in there, and it still didn't do nothing. So I went and just took it to the sh- a shop, uh, had the whole timing kit done, uh, found out that the fuel was had low pressure in it, and so they put a new fuel pump. The car... Sounds great at idle, uh, but when you get it to about 30 or 40 and you keep it there, but you want to give it more gas, it starts missing out a lot. It starts popping. Um, I don't know what else it could be. Hmm. And the shop shop uh, that did all that timing belt didn't tell you anything? They weren't able to diagnose it? Well, he test-drived it, and it ran great. And before I even paid him, I test-drived it, and it had all the power that it didn't have before. It ran real smooth. It idles. Right now, I can start, and it idles great with no miss. Mm-hmm. When I give it gas, it starts jerking, and then it clears up. And then around about 30 or 40, as long as I don't give it gas, it runs real smooth unless I give it gas, and then it wants to start coughing on me. Okay. Um, Th- those descriptions, yeah, what you're describing right there is ignition misfire. Um if you if you have the proper scan tool and you go drive that car, you can look at misfire data, and you either have a cracked spark plug, which is common. I mean, sometimes they break in the box, you don't notice them. The porcelain will have a small chip in it, and you put it in, and next thing you know, you develop a miss. Um, but yeah, okay, now, it, it's uh, probably an ignition yeah, when misfire. I the car up, there was no, okay, there, when I picked the car up, there was no codes in about. We live about twenty minutes from mm-hmm. town, so by the time we got home. The traction light started blinking and the engine light came on. Common. Yep. Those are, they go in hand in hand. Normally they say that's either a VVT solenoid or it needs a tune-up. Right. But if you've already done all those so, tune-up components, you, you probably have one that's either a, a plug that's not gapped cr- properly or the actual portion's cracked on it. And the only way to so you can take out the plugs and look at take them again. all the plugs or back out and look them. at it. Yeah, if you don't have the access to actually look at live data while you're driving... And pull all the plugs and rub your fingers on the porcelain. If you feel any little small crack in it, then inspect that plug very well, and you get, that that's your misfire. Okay, do you think by driving it bad before all this might have caused one of those to miss? If it did no. a misfire, maybe crack a plug or something? No, no. That was probably an install oh, okay. deal or something of that nature. So. Okay, I'll get that checked out. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, Carlos, thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Roger on line three. Roger, thanks for calling under the hood. How can we help you today? Hello, I've got a 2011 Yukon XL with a parasitic draw. Every time you open the door, it counts for about 15 minutes until it kills the radio and the amp. And they're drawing like four to eight amps for 15 minutes when you open and close the door every time you do it. And uh, it's got miscellaneous draw. And then so right now I can go about a day without uh, having to recharge the battery. And uh, the the amp pops every time you turn it on, but it's been doing that forever. And uh, and, and the only thing that changed uh, about a year ago is the clock on the radio stopped working. And then it seems like it's been worse since then. So I don't know if you can reprogram that thing to not have the uh, ignitions uh, sequence uh to get the timing or if I just need to run separate relays to kill the radio separate way. Hmm. So you're saying the radio's staying on? Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've checked the amperage uh, uh, going through those fuses, and I'm getting like four amps through the radio and four amps through the amp yeah. uh, with, the, with the car off. If I let it sit 15 minutes, it, uh, it turns that off. But immediately when I open the door and close the door, uh, then it pops back up and starts sucking again. Does that have the screen in the middle with the radio, the navigation, and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got that. It's 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 got all the built-in. Does, does it sound? I'm sorry. Is 2012? You said 11. Uh, 11. Does it sound like a CD player is running sometimes? 
Um, yes, uh, we we never put them in there, but uh, yet sometimes N- does that. Sound. The navigation is actually you have to the the navig- the disc for the navigation is behind that screen. And mm-hmm. what happened? I had the same vehicle. It was a Tahoe though, and that the disc uh, that they or the. The, the drive for the navigation disc was coming on and staying on all the time. I ended up having to mm-hmm. just have them take the disc out and turn that off. But Yeah, and it's it, behind the, the panel, the bezel. Behind, yeah, yeah, you have to pop the bezel off that goes around the radio, yeah. and you'll see another CD player underneath it. Eject that CD, and your draw goes away. Uh, but, uh, but what's that going to do for the amp, though? It, it uh, shuts it all off. It will. It'll, turn, it'll let the radio turn off like it's supposed to. Just eject the okay. CD out of it. Okay. Okay. Well, I will give that a try. Thank we, you. You're All right, Roger. Thanks for the phone call, John. If you can hold for us, we're going to get to you off the air. Thanks to everybody that gave us a call today. We appreciate that. You can call us next week. We'll be back at 3.30 if you want to. You can always call us at the shop, 210-697-9600. We don't just do this on Saturdays. We do it uh, every other day of the week as well. So we're more than happy to help you out at the shop. So, And if you want to come by, we're at 9823 Fredericksburg Road, and it's Cambridge Auto Center. 210-697-9600 is the phone number to the shop. You can go to CambridgeAuto.com, and you can also like us on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks to everybody for giving us a call. Thanks to all our listeners. We'll be back next Saturday. If you heard something you like, go to iArtMedia's app for the podcast or go to WOAI.com for the podcast as well. I'm Dwayne Allen along with Terry Toller. We're from Cambridge Auto Center. You've been listening to Under the Hood. We'll be back next Saturday. Until then, drive safe. The preceding show was paid for by Cambridge Automotive. The views and opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily represent those of WOAI and iHeartMedia.